At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. We're talking about understanding the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want to just start with a couple of verses that I've read, I think, most of the time. Maybe not every single service, but most of them. I read them last week, I know for sure. Um, one found in 1 Corinthians 3.16, and the other found in 1 Corinthians 6.17. 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? And 6 and 17 of 1 Corinthians says, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So, what's being said here in Scripture and what we're doing in teaching on this subject is learning to understand that the Holy Spirit is within us and, as the other Scripture says, that we're one with Him. The Holy Spirit and you're in my human spirit. If you're born again, your human spirit is one with God. And, man, that, that's an amazing thing. I, I, I feel like since I've been teaching on this and reading these two Scriptures, I feel like I've, I've found myself being more aware than I ever have been of the fact that my spirit and the Holy Spirit are one and that the Holy Spirit sees me as the house that he lives in. Man, it's amazing. So tonight I, wanna, I want to go a little bit farther with what we talked about last week concerning yielding to the Holy Spirit. We, we touched on it, and, and, and I want to look at a couple other things uh, tonight. Um, I want to read this passage uh, found in Romans chapter 6, starting with verse 11, 11, 12, 13, 14. I want to read this, and then I want to look at some things that I feel like truly are hindrances to being able to yield to the Holy Spirit, to the voice of the Spirit. And I really feel like that some of the main hindrance is generational spirits. Things generationally that we've had all of our lives or that we had at certain points in our lives that we've had to get rid of and to change the way that we think about who we're going to yield to, okay? So I want to start with this, and then we'll work into the other here. Um, Romans 6 and verse 11 says, Likewise you also reckon yourselves, or one translation says, consider yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Consider yourself to be dead to sin. Or, in other words, to consider yourself that way, what is going to have to happen is that you're going to have to look at certain things that are going on in your life and speak the opposite. In other words, you're going you're to have to call things that be not as though they are even though they're not. And, and to accomplish that, you've got to be convinced that what God says about something is more real than the way it looks. 
where you're, where healing is concerned, where, where, where being free is concerned of certain things, where forgiveness is concerned. You know, people in a lot of, in, in, in a lot of areas of life, they're just not happy. God wants you to be happy. But happiness doesn't have to be based on all the circumstances being right. You can be happy because of the Holy Spirit in you empowering you and revealing to you that you can do what this says right here, consider or reckon or have the attitude that no matter what things look like or the way it appears to be with my natural body, I can live an overcoming life. Um, It goes on to say, to be dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lust. Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. And the sin element here is just obedience versus disobedience. To know when something is right and to do wrong is sin. That's disobeying to do doing what God's saying is right. But when the Word of God begins to just to culminate on the inside of you, the, the Word of God begins to consume your every thought. The more that the Word of God and God, the way God thinks about something consumes the way you think, then you become free from sin. Look at the rest of what this passage says. For... Um, and, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For then, it says in verse 14, For sin shall not have dominion over me, for I'm not under the law, but I'm under grace. So even when I screw up, even when I make mistakes, even when you make mistakes, disobedience will not have dominion over my life. I will walk in obedience to the Word of God. And and. I can say that because I'm calling things which be not as though they are on a day-to-day basis. When something's not exactly the way it needs to be, well, I'm going to speak that it, I'm speaking things in regards to making it that way. Because if you don't start speaking the Word of God when things are not good, you're not going to see the things that are not good change. You're not going to see your life in dominion over disobedience in your life. So... <clears throat> In, in um, verse 13, the word present also means to yield. He said, present, and, and, and he says, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness. Do not yield to disobedience and unrighteousness. Yield to righteousness. Uh, another word for that is to submit. Uh, don't submit yourself to doing things that are in, in the realm of disobedience, but submit to the righteousness of God, what is right with God. And it's an ongoing, day-to-day, the rest of your life journey, learning how to submit and yield to the right things. Now, I said all that to kind of jump to this next verse And when I said to you, when I started about generational curses or issues or strongholds that, which are spirits, 
that try to keep us in that realm of disobedience and sin, there's reasons why. And, um, and, and I, I believe generationally we all have baggage or packages that we've brought with us that if you're, uh, most of you that are here tonight, you're, you're, you're delving into the Word of God, you're putting the Word first, you, you're having the Word renew your mind, changing the way you think, okay? And that's vitally important um, in regards to what you yield to or submit to on a day-to-day basis. Um, in Acts chapter 7 and verse 51, it just says this. It says, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. I'll read that again. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Now, I want to break that down just for a minute because what he's talking about, things passed down to you, you know, and, and you, know, um, d- you know, generational spirits, I want to say this first before I kind of break this down, but generational spirits work overtime keeping you yielding to them and not to God, those generational spirits. That's what they want you to do. And he said that your fathers, your, the people before you, were stiff-necked and uncircumcised. Um, stiff-necked being, me, meaning what? Um, meaning uh, stubborn. Meaning I know everything and you know nothing. And uh, never admitting to mistakes or things that are not right. Well, if you maintain that attitude just in the natural realm, you won't obey the Holy Spirit. Notice, that's what Acts 7.51 said. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Where'd you get that from? From your, let's just say your father uh, or your grandfather or somebody before you that was stiff-necked, and those are generational spirits. Um, many, many times, you know, stiff-necked can mean a, a lot of different things. Anger can be involved in being stiff-necked. Uh, fear can be involved in being stubborn and being a certain way. All those things get passed down. And, you know, from one generation to the next, they'll keep coming, and they'll continue to remain. That They see your soul as a stronghold. They're not inside of you, but they're in your soul. And they see that soul, your mind, will, and emotions as like their house, that you're allowing them to live there because you're not dealing with that stubbornness. By allowing the Holy Spirit, what, what does the Holy Spirit do? Holy Spirit's here to reveal truth to us. And I'm one with the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm not sharing that, that, you know, Holy Spirit is there with me and we're one, not the devil. We're not the three of us. But, but, the, but the devil and his demon forces will try and attempt to control your mind because they've had access there from the past and they want to remain there. And if you don't do something about it, then you find yourself yielding to their thoughts and ideas instead of the thoughts and the ideas of God. I said it to you last week, you know, he stands at the door and knocks, but his knock 
is like this. The enemy's knock is like auga. Remember our auga horn. It's, it's, and it's a loud knock trying to get you to pay attention to that. Well, the doors that you would try or attempt to go through with him, you can't get through those doors. They're false doors. They're false fronts. And you open the door and there's no way through. And, and that's what he constantly works on, trying to convince us that his way is better than God's way. And it's not. And where do we get that mess? Where do we get it? Generationally. We get it, things like that, passed down from the generations before. Well, thank God for the generations before and the good things that they had, but some of their stiff-necked, stubborn ways you can't allow to remain because it's going to affect the way that you hear the voice of God. Are you hearing me tonight? I hope you are. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> people, you know, you'll hear somebody doing something and you think, man, that person, they're doing crazy things, but it's because of what they're yielding to, saved or unsaved, right? Because they're yielding to things in their life. They're yielding to spirits in their life that are not of God. And what you yield to is vitally important. What you submit to, what you give attention to is vitally important. Like I said earlier, spirits of anger and fear, spirits of unforgiveness, depression, confusion. We must learn what to resist versus what to yield to. What do I resist and what do I allow in? What do I pay attention to? We need to be resisting the spirits of anger and fear and unforgiveness and depression and confusion and every other, every other evil thing, everything that is not of God. We need to be resisting those things. Because if we're not resisting them, then we'll find ourselves yielding to them. But when I resist those and I yield to God, He empowers me to be able to resist the right things. Sometimes people resist things that are actually God. Sometimes people resist the devil when God's trying to get their attention about a specific thing. You don't want to be resisting God, I promise you. But the main and key way that you find yourself in the power of resisting effectively is humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. What you're doing in humility is saying, God, not my way, not my way, but yours be done. When you submit to God's way in every situation, you don't find yourself allowing other things to creep in and enter in and, and get the best of you. You don't allow that anymore. You're resisting the enemy and allowing God in because you're submitting to his way. True humility brings that. You say, well, is that scripture? Absolutely, it's scripture. James 4 and starting with verse 5. Or do you think... That the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. He yearns in a jealous way for us. The spirit of God wants us to give him the attention that we need to give him to be able to overcome. Notice he says in the next verse, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. What? God resists people in pride? God resists them. 
when I'm in pride because I think I know better and I know better than God, when I, when I think I know better as we're just looking, that stubbornness, right, that stiff-necked attitude where I'm, gonna, I'm going to act like I know better, the Bible says God resists a person in that place. I know I've been there. I know I've been stubborn. I know I don't want to be that way. I do not want to. I'm not allowing myself to live that life of thinking I know better than God. He resists the proud. But look what he said. But he gives grace. One translation says he gives great grace to the humble. People that, what, what is humility? It's just coming to a place where you come low and say, you know what? This situation, I'm not sure how to handle, but I'm not going to try to fix this thing. I'm going to handle this situation by going to God, by listening to the voice of, of the Spirit of God, listening to my conscience, which is the voice of the Spirit trying to get over to me what the truth is instead of listening to the lies of the enemy up here. Him trying to tell me that the things you see and the things you hear and the way you feel, that's truth. No, it's not truth. Truth only comes from God, and it comes from within. And he's always knocking, always coming and asking, listen to me, pay attention to what I'm saying. I've got the answer. And to those that hear his voice, listen to his knock, allow him to enter in, and we enter into his presence. It says in that, that Revelation scripture that we read last week that we overcome every situation that we face we overcome every situation i don't care what it is thank god for that amen therefore he says god resists the proud but he gives great grace to the humble therefore submit right yield to god resist the devil and he'll flee how important is it today for you and i to know what we're resisting and what we're yielding to and know what not to yield to. Because when I submit to God and I yield to God in His way of thinking and doing, I resist the devil and the devil flees. Because I'm resisting the devil in the power of the Holy Spirit within me because that's where I'm yielding. Listen, you're not going to just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to yield. No, you have to practice it every day. Actually, you have to practice it every circumstance that you face. You have to practice it continually because why? Those generational demonic lies of the enemy that have tried to rule in your mind in days past they want to keep you in that place so you don't pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Because when you're paying attention to the Holy Spirit, these demon spirits don't know what's going on and they, can't, they cannot override the Holy Spirit because they're defeated. They have no place to operate in my life. But I've got to resist them and get them out. Spirit of anger, spirit of fear, spirit of confusion, spirit of unforgiveness, spirit of bitter, bitterness and jealousy spirit of anything that is evil and ugly we have to get those things out of our life and we're the only ones that can do that you're the only one that can rid yourself and you rid yourself of them circumstance to circumstance by yielding to the holy spirit based on the word you're hearing 
taught, like this word I'm teaching to you tonight, the words that you're confessing, the words that you're declaring, the, the, the words that you're meditating on on a daily basis, from that the Holy Spirit is revealing what the truth is. And then when, when a lie comes and, a, and the potential to get angry comes, no, 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 you spirit of anger, I resist you now in the name of Jesus and I command you to flee from me and you will not get the best of me in this situation. I, I, I purpose to receive and yield to the Holy Spirit, and I receive the joy of the Lord, the peace of God, the love of God in my heart, and anger. You have no place to operate in my life. And listen, you got to do that situation to situation. When you're doing that by faith in God and you're declaring it, then the next time that happens, you're able to say, no, 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 I addressed you the other day, and I'm telling you now, you have no place to operate here. I'm not giving into this. And let's say you give into it and you're angry again. Then you go back. Father, I ask you to forgive me for that because I don't want to be that person that gives in to the anger. I don't want to yield to the spirit of anger. I'm here to yield and submit to the spirit of God. He said, resist the devil and he'll flee. So when you tell the devil to flee because you're spending time yielding and submitting and, and learning what that really looks like to God and to His Word, to the Holy Spirit, then the devil has to flee. He has no right to remain in your life. Or anger, fear, unforgiveness. I mean, I don't care what it is. He has no right to remain in your life. And I'll tell you what, for me, that's really good news. I mean, that is really good news. And it's good news to you. Um, <clears throat> Second Chronicles, listen to this. I'm just going to read half of a verse. <laughs> half of a verse. And this is found in Second Chronicles 30 and verse 8. Um, it says this, using the stiff-necked word again. Now, do not be stiff-necked or what? Stubborn right, as your fathers were, but yield yourselves to the Lord. Kind of says everything that we're talking about tonight. Now, do not be stiff-necked as your fathers were. There again, it's generational. That's what he's saying. But yield yourselves to the Lord. Yield yourself to the Lord. This is 2 Chronicles. Today, what we just read a minute ago in James, I mean in, um, what verse was that? in Acts 7, we just read that a minute ago. In, on this side of the cross, it's yield to God, the person of the Holy Spirit. Do not be stiff-necked or stubborn as your fathers were, but yield yourselves to the Lord, the Holy Spirit. And when I yield myself to the Holy Spirit, what happens? I'm yielding myself. I'm backing up day-to-day -day in situations in my life. Number one, I'm creating a daily routine, as we're teaching about in our Connect Equip classes. We're building a daily routine for our life. And in that daily routine, the Holy Spirit is able to get our attention in the moments that we need somebody to arrest our life to stop our life. And, and to do that, who, who's the one that yields? Not God. 
I have to yield to him. Draw near to God, God will draw near to you. That's right. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. When you say, Lord, I want you, I don't want anger. Lord, I want you, I don't want unforgiveness. Lord, I, I want you, I don't want contention. Lord, I want you, I don't want confusion. I want him. I have to yield to him, and I have to purpose to develop this lifestyle where the Word of God is showing me things and revealing things to me personally, so when he needs to get something over to me that's the truth, man, it's right here. Why? Because we're one, remember? We're one. Whoever's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. My spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. So when when situation comes and anger tries to, or fear tries to, to, to rise in a situation, Holy Spirit's saying up here to me, no, 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 those thoughts you're having about that fear and, and, and that fear saying it's going to get the best of you, no, 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 I haven't given you fear. I've given you power, love, and a sound mind. And you don't have to fear because I'm with you. No, he said, be not dismayed because I'm your God. I will, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's what he says. See, and when you're meditating on those kind of things day to day, and you need that in the moment, the Holy Spirit's there to say, see, he's got the answer and he's knocking, but you have to yield. You have to submit. You have to open the door and walk in to listen to what he has to say instead of what things look like, appear to be, what someone else said it is, what the devil's lied to you about in some other situation. The more I yield, the more I get rid generationally of the stiff-necked, stubborn attitudes that were passed down to me. I'm not saying your father or your mother was stiff-necked and stubborn. You know, I'm not, I'm not accusing anybody. I'm just talking about generationally because everybody's got a, got a kind of a, a thread of that in their lives, some more than others, right? I'm not calling anybody anything. I'm just saying there's things in your life that need to change that are hindering you from yielding to the Holy Spirit. And I'm just telling you, these scriptures are talking about that they're generational. And God's saying, don't be like the past generations. Take on the new generation from your second birth and your lineage with the Lord Jesus Christ. When he left this earth, he said, the devil's got nothing on me. There's no anger, there's no fear, there's no jealousy, there's no confusion, there's no strife. There's no, I mean, there's nothing. He's got nothing on me. I played no part in that because I'm here to overcome it for all of my brothers and my sisters. He's our eldest brother. He died for us so we could be liberated and that we could be set free. Can you say amen to that? I'm saying amen in a big way to that. So, Okay. So remember this, and I'm going to pray for you tonight um, as, I'm, as I'm bringing this to a, a close. Remember, you're the one to yield yourself. You have to yield <clears throat> to resist the stiff-necked, the stubborn, um, I'm not going to do it attitude. And as I was saying, those are the things that get passed down. And if you've got that or anything else that is not of God, that's been passed down generationally, he's saying, get rid of it.
Amen? And if, if you don't, and I said this earlier, if you don't, then you're setting yourself up to resist and not do what the Holy Spirit says to do because you think you know better. Hmm. I, I'm just telling you right now. I've done things at times when I thought that I knew better and the Holy Spirit was telling me something different. One time, many years ago, it cost the life of a person. I believe had I obeyed God, that person's life, they would not have taken their life. But neither that's neither here nor there now, but I'm not, I, I don't want to find myself in a place where I'm stiff-necked and stubborn thinking I know better because the one that knows everything about everything lives on the inside of me. And all I've got to do is hearken. He's the one that does the knocking. He knocks at the door of your heart. He's doing the knocking. All I've got to do is open it. So think of this in the knocking situation, okay? So let's say that somebody calls you on the phone and they say, hey, did, did you hear that, um, that uh, the, the, the bank's closing down in town and uh, they weren't protected by the FDIC and you're going to lose all your money in the bank or something like that, okay? And so you hear that report from somebody. What's your first response? Your first response in, in your head is to scream, <laughs> yell and holler and do whatever. But every time that there is the potential for a, a response, he's doing this. Wait a minute. Don't let the fear grip you. Don't let the frustration grip you. Don't let this or that. Listen to me. Yield to me. I'll give you the truth about the situation. That's how big he is. That's how real he is. And that's what he will do for us every single time you need to take this word tonight and you need to do something with it and allow the principles in this word to really be a part of your life and allow the word to renew your mind and and get you free from generational thoughts and ideas that want to keep you from yielding to the person of the holy spirit just bow your head if you would I want to pray this prayer over you and, and a little bit extra also. I'm speaking this over you tonight. For this reason, I also, since the day that I've heard, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, with all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. He's conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins. Father, tonight, from this prayer, I focus specifically on the fact that you have delivered us from the powers of darkness of all kinds. Every generational curse your people are delivered and set free of.
Tonight, I declare they are free. I want you to say it after me tonight. I am free. Say it. I'm declaring tonight, from this day forward, you are free because of the, of the ability that you have to yield to the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Spirit, which is connected to the Father. Every answer you need, every enlightenment that you need from, about any situation in life comes from Him. And you have it tonight, free from the thoughts and the ideas of the enemy from the past, getting you to yield to information and so-called truths that are not the truth from the enemy. No more of it. I believe that tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.